I'm Mark from MK Ultra Film. How's it going? Hi, I'm Killian from MK Ultra Film, and how's it going? <laughs> How is it going, Killian? It's good. We're doing the podcast from self isolation again. Mm-hmm. We're back to the way it used to be. It's good. Yeah, the whole time we were doing it before, it was actually like a a planning, like a contingency plan, because we had predicted that this issue would occur. Yeah. We knew that uh, the world would eventually go into some sort of a lockdown. We didn't know why. Mm. And so we started the podcast recording from a distance. And now that the world has gone into self-isolation and everyone's stuck in their own homes, we've gone back to it. And as you can hear from the professionalism, we're experts at talking to each other from a long distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew that the one thing we wanted to continue in the world would be M-Culture Film. Even though in saying that, we haven't recorded an episode in so long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's been ages. Life got in the way. Yeah, it's been busy. How has the self-isolation been for you? Um it's better now. It's it's uh it's it was um it was bad for I wouldn't say it was bad, but cuz I'm in college, so the first while I was a bit like bored and hard to do stuff, but I've started now um I was telling Emma this morning walking like in in quotes walking to college and walking home from college. So the fir- I, I get up in the mm. morning and I have my breakfast and then I will fake walk to college where I'll just walk around the block for 20 minutes and then I come back in and then in the evening I'm going to like fake <laughs> walk home from college where I'll walk around the block. It's actually a good good way to do it. It wakes the mind up. So you've gone mad as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've gone insane. That's that's basically what I'm trying to say. My, my brother's, uh, his plan is to try take things really, really slowly. Um, so he spent... Uh, he spent 20 minutes brushing his teeth uh, yesterday. And then um, and then coming to my house, it's like a five-minute cycle. Mm. But he was like, oh, that's way too quick. I need to slow that down. So he walked to my house. It took him like 40 minutes. So Wait, what? Just because he has too <laughs> so much trying time? trying to slow things down. Yeah, he has way too much time. So he's really trying to slow things down. Just take things much slower. That's mental. Uh, my other brother, Finn, is doing his leaving cert. And... Um, he uh, he just found out this morning that he got 100% in his French and German orals and also in his music practical. That, uh, congratulations. Along with every other student in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm getting I think I'm getting a couple of 100% in college now coming up soon. <laughs> it's it's a weird time though. It, it, I was in the park the other day, and a, a, a lady was walking towards me. Like we were kind of on the path. Well, first of all, in general, I've noticed that when you're in the park, people really take a big turn around you. It's like um, yeah, it's like people who like aren't aren't good with with bikes when they're driving cars, and you know, like they nearly go into the next lane to overtake you. It's like yeah. that, but it's with people. <laughs> And one lady walked by, and as I was walking by, she kind of turned her face away and covered her face with her hands as I was going by. Jesus. And I, I, I was nearly a bit like, I don't know, it's weird. You're nearly a bit like, <laughs> well, it's nearly a bit offensive or something. Like, I don't have it. Why do you, why do you think I have it? Yeah, 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 yeah. My sister was talking to an Italian guy, and uh, she's like, how has it changed um, since, you, since Corona and everything like that? Mm. And he said... Uh, 
in Italy, we used to cough to hide a fart, but now we fart to hide a cough. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it is weird. Even like I haven't really been in the shop at all or anything like that, but I do definitely feel a certain weirdness about people getting too close to me now and stuff as well, which I suppose I should. But it's just a strange feeling to feel like I think because yeah. the streets are so empty, it's nearly like, you know, at night, if, if you're ever walking home from the pub or walking home from from town or whatever and it's really late and you just see one other person mm. on the street maybe or you don't see anyone for like half an yeah. hour and they see one other person on the street and you're like who are they you know what i mean you're kind of like what the fuck are they doing yeah. but now it's like that but it's like during the day you see like one other person you're like oh god and it's everyone yeah, yeah. and if they get close to you you're like get yeah the fuck get away from me <laughs> <laughs> how, how is it yeah how is it with the roommates would you kind of like be to your roommate like so where were you today you know <laughs> yeah there's a funny kind of uh we're all in it together kind of thing mm. like i think tigs uh my roommate said to anna the other day because they were kind of talking about uh you know who they've met and kind of people they've met and tig was just sort of like listen anna if you've got it I've got it. <laughs> We've all got it. That's a nice. Like, uh, there's no stopping it. Like uh, that's we just have to accept that our roommates are extensions of ourselves in terms of like however safe they are, we are. Mm. Um, which is a responsibility uh, because then you know you can't be bringing anyone to the house or anything yeah, like that. For sure. Uh, but it's been good. I've been enjoying myself. I've been watching a lot of movies. I actually, I found, I found that my movie, my movie consumption has drastically reduced for some reason. I just even I th- it nearly feels like I have too much free time and to that to the extent that I don't know I just don't I don't watch that much. Or do you think it's maybe that reality has become a movie in itself, so you no longer need to look to um, Hollywood for your entertainment? I mean, maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. But I'm glad to hear you've been watching a few. I'll have to try and try and get more in. Yeah. The. Um, mm-hmm. On that note, will we will we get started on the movies? Yeah, yeah. Let's get started on the ones we've reviewed. We I think um, we took a long time out from our last one, and we watched a few movies in between them. But the ones we decided to choose this week were the ones that we thought were more relevant and uh, mm. and close to and more interesting as well. Mm-hmm. So um, they're not really for me. I haven't chosen any cinema films. Yeah, uh, and I don't. Uh, you chose one cinema. I chose film, one cinema. Film. Most of them are kind of home DVDs. Mm-hmm. One DVD year. Well, it's actually on Netflix now. I watched it on Netflix, but I did see it in the cinema a long time ago, but um, that was in the pre-podcast days, so I wanted to review it again. But we'll get to that later. The first film that I'm going to review okay. is uh, a film called Little Joe, which uh, came out relatively recently. I think it got a pretty limited release. I just saw it in the IFI yeah. at like 2 p.m., so if they're only showing a film once a day at 2 p.m., it's not a good sign. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I caught it with my friend Cav recently, and uh, this is what I thought about it. Cav, who who did the the graphics for this podcast? Yep, that's correct. Same man. Sh- shout out, Cav. A lovely man. So, I just went to see Little Joe. I saw it in the IFI with Cav. Um, I was pretty excited about this film. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, I like the look of kind of the indoor farming kind of thing and like the sciencey stuff and kind of the the whole you know jurassic park <laughs> science getting out of control people 
experimenting with GM and stuff, it, it gets out of hand, that kind of thing. So pretty into that whole vibe. It also looked like it was going to have the kind of sci-fi element to it. And, um, and then also from the trailer, I kind of thought it was going to be a bit of a spooky one as well. Um, unfortunately though, it was shit. It was, uh, it was not good. I really didn't like it. It started off really promising. Lots of shots, as I said, really nice colors of like just these cool sterile looking labs with these really vibrantly colored plants. And the, the, the lab coats, instead of having white lab coats, they kind of had like a pale mint green lab coat. And the main character's hair is really vibrant um, red hair or like ginger, ginger hair. And uh, yeah, it all looked good. The way the credits were coming across, it was good. And I was really on, on the film side. But then as it went on, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, okay, okay. Like it just, it. Uh, I wanted to like it a lot, and it was just really like one of the the main issue with it was it was just boring. It was primarily set in a lab or the the, the main character's house, and um, as I was saying to Cav after, I feel like for a film to have so few sets, um, the dialogue has to be really strong, and the dialogue in this film was not good. Some of the acting was pretty dodgy. I didn't really, so the plant is kind of the menace and the plant getting out of control and, and that's what happens. And I never really bought into it. I was still by the end kind of like, uh, oh, the plant is, I don't really care about the plant. And I really would have compared it to Rosemary's Baby in that the main characters like Rosemary and you don't know if stuff is getting out of hand or not, um, or if it's like purely in her mind. But in the case of Rosemary's Baby, where you're like, oh, God, what what is it? This stuff's really weird. In this, I was kind of like, I don't know which it is, but, like, it, I don't really care either. Because, like, even worst case scenario, it's still not that bad of a situation. Um, well, it, it is technically, but it never really convinced me that it was that bad of a situation. The music was really annoying. Um, I don't know if you remember in, in uh, The Favourite, there was a song that went, like... Like that over and over again. It's like they tried to copy that, but just made it really annoying. And it was actually frightening people at times when it wasn't supposed to frighten people. Because like it would just go like, boom, like the soundtrack would do that, e even though nothing scary happened. The soundtrack was just really erratic. And at times, the soundtrack even made me think, like some of the some of the sound effects had like dogs barking in them, and but there was no dogs. And I was like. It made me be like, is this something just in the soundtrack or is it is it actually a thing in the film or is it something I'm just hearing in the cinema? I don't know. I thought the soundtrack was just like too contrived. At first I thought the colours in it were really good but then I was like, oh, the colour scheme's amazing but then as I lost confidence in the film I was like, oh no, the colour scheme's actually just really contrived and annoying and like details that I liked at the start was optimistic about. Even the details I liked I started to hate by the end of the film just because I was like, Oh, it's like they just tried too hard. Um, it's annoying, it's sad, it's even worse when you go and see a film and it's shit. Well, I've been talking for fucking ages. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh... <laughs> oh, that was the end. Yeah, I just realized <laughs> how long I was end. talking for and, uh... And I, I thought... You I shouldn't have stopped, you're on a roll there. Yeah, I really had a lot to say. It was just really disappointing. I hadn't seen a film in a long time that I... I really was like whoa this looks really different and really cool 
and like i guess it kind of proved mm-hmm. to me that you know the way sometimes you can make your mind up on a film before you even see it and i kind of mm-hmm. i would say i kind of had made my mind up on this before i saw it but then it was you know my mind was changed so it's nice to see that you can yeah you can make your mind up on something without seeing it and then have you know be proven wrong um yeah the um this is an a24 film no it was magnolia pictures i think ah magnolia okay okay it kind of seemed like an a24 plot it, it, um it did. and what was it is it was it a sci-fi or was it a horror or what was so it? the premise is it's like a like it was just so bloody boring it's hard to say what genre it was to be honest but the the premise was uh, <laughs> the premise was that they have these plants that they grow and then they um the plants emit this scent that that gives you releases um like serotonin or something or or dopamine but then it also um it also releases this mother hormone that makes it's a hormone that's like in women that makes them care for their child when they're pregnant or something it like gives them the instinct to care for their child and it releases that scent so it gives you the instinct to care for the plant so it's supposed to be this compassionate plant that will make you really want to care about it but then it has some unforeseen consequences and uh of course yeah and there's side effects to it but like the side effects are like they're not really that bad it just kind of um (laughs) basically the side effect is it just i don't think it's a spoiler to say like it just makes you prioritize the plant over others or think of the plant before you think of other people yeah 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 but, but that sounds like um a fairy godparents plot do you know that show yeah from <laughs> the yeah the, the fairy god there was always basically it's like he always makes a wish and then initially you think the wish is like really good but then there are always unforeseen side effects from mm. the wish and after like watching three episodes in a row you just sort of go oh this is the same thing again it's so predictable yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh like for example he wishes not to sleep because he hates going to sleep but then like you're like obviously not sleeping is gonna foolish. have some drastic side effects very foolish <laughs> yeah this sounds similar no it's exactly like that it's just like oh this isn't gonna go okay <laughs> and then but like even the the, the 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 as i said like the prioritization of other people over you it's not even that like it's not even that serious it's not like they're killing people or anything it's just like you know her son becomes a bit distant and talks about the plant a lot like it's (laughs) it's so boring like it's just like and then it's interesting as i said as well it's funny how with a film that you've already bought into and that you're already you've already made your mind up on elements at the start where you're like this film's so good look at all the nice colors look at all the nice this and that look at all the quirky Mm. stuff and then as it goes on you're like yeah this quirky stuff's actually fucking annoying and then you're like actually this whole film (laughs) actually fucking sucks like just yeah each additional quirk or element or strange bit of the soundtrack as you lose confidence in the film you start to be like these are just fucking (laughs) annoying and i hate them you know yeah um there's a there's a really difficult thing to do when you have a sort of inanimate well obviously a plant's not inanimate but an inanimate object which is a character in a film and i think it's like one of the most difficult things you can do like the main example i can think of is the ring from the lord of the rings Mm. which is a character in the film but it doesn't do anything but in that 
in my opinion, they do it really well. Like the ring is something that is scary. It has a whole character. It can make people do things. And even though it doesn't actually physically do anything, you can see it can controlling people. Mm, mm, uh, mm. But you, you kind of said it just doesn't uh, do that in this film. It just doesn't do it. Um, no. And, and as I said as well, I was actually talking to Cav about this. Like, uh, is there like a, I wonder, is there a ratio like some like film school ratio of like the amount of separate sets you have and scenes compared to like how much focus there has to be on dialogue you know what i mean like so if there's yeah, many yeah, yeah, different yeah. sets and scenes dialogue's not as much of a focus where if there's only like one or two you really have to like <laughs> nail it and this definitely came into that later one. oh yeah did not nail it we were saying like imagine if 12 angry men just didn't have that much dialogue in it and it's just a lot of lads in a room <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's one of the first things they teach you in film school. It's the classic uh, uh, amount of sets to dialogue ratio. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's a really big part of film school. Man, I might st- maybe I should start well, my yeah, own no, film but... school online during the coronavirus. <laughs> Day one. Anyway, put that movie in the bin. Don't watch it while you're in self isolation. No, it's a bad film. Yeah, it's not fucking good. It's it's. Um... Yeah, don't even don't even watch the trailer or anything. Don't just never think about it again. Well, the trailer's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, from from watching it, I I saw the trailer and, uh, and I was like, that looks like a pretty good film. Yeah. So but don't, maybe do don't watch the trailer, but don't watch the movie. Yeah, like the same with <laughs> like Prometheus. Um. Anyway, forget it. Forget that yeah. movie. Like, I don't want to forget it. What did you watch, Kieran? Okay. <laughs> so uh, the next film uh, is a film that I watched. Uh, in Sweden with my sister. I visited my sister in Sweden recently. We went skiing. This has nothing to do with the film, but we were very tired and we wanted to watch something that was a bit escapist and a bit fun. And so we stuck on a film that I have never seen before. I'm very, uh, very embarrassed to say. And that film is The Terminator by James Cameron. Uh, So I watched The Terminator finally Mm. and this is what I thought. So... I watched a film that uh, I should have watched a long time ago, but I never did, uh, called The Terminator. Have you heard of it? Uh, with, <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger um, as The Terminator, and it's a James Cameron film, uh, which is a funny one. It's not something you'd expect to be a James Cameron film, because he obviously did Titanic and he did Avatar. So this one kind of feels a little not James Cameron-y, but it's awesome. I'm really happy that he... Uh, that he made it, really liked it, really cool 80s kind of, uh, I don't know, like post-apocalyptic leather, uh, y- you know, robot-y kind of bad CGI, good music, funny acting, it's really nice. And it also has that thing that you get in 80s movies where they just don't wait around, um, they just start the film immediately. You have maybe like 15 minutes of context and then bang, we're in the film. I find these days that they take so long to get to the actual point of a film or even an action film. You have to have, watch like an hour of the person's life before you get to the action. Whereas in the 80s, it's just sort of like, the Terminator's coming to get you. And then uh, and that's it. So it's really, it's just pure fun. Uh, you keep trying to kill him and he just keeps getting back up. <laughs> it's like a very well built robot. Um, I found the plot a bit weird, but then uh, I was kind of, you're messing with time 
timelines and stuff like that so there's always room for plot holes when you're messing with a timeline uh like time jumps and time travel and stuff but uh overall you just don't really care do you because it's it's the terminator and you just got to get away from them and try and kill them and uh yeah <laughs> i i really liked it um it's one of those films i thought i'd seen but you know you've seen so much off through trailers and people talking about it that you feel like you've seen it but then you do watch it and you're like oh it's kind of different from what i thought it would be so um yeah really enjoyed it another good one for um uh self-isolation Mm. Could would you mind just g give me a quick run rundown of what the plot of the Terminator is? So uh, it's set in the present day, or well, the present day would be like the nineteen eighties, I think, and mm -hmm. um, and basically you have normal world, but this um, Terminator creature has a uh, character which is arnold schwarzenegger has come back from the future um to try and kill uh, this woman uh sarah connor sarah connor yeah sarah j connors and he's going through the phone book killing all people called sarah j connor and then there's another person who's also come back from the future who's tried to protect sarah j connor and um and you don't really know why but he's just trying to mm. kill her no matter what and the other guy's trying to protect her no matter what and mm. uh it appears that in the future, which is run by robots, Sarah J. Connor's son is the leader of some sort of resistance. Yeah, John Connor. So he's trying to kill Sarah J. Connor before she has the son. Yes. And uh, and then the other guy's trying to protect her uh, until... And that's the plot. And it doesn't take them any time at all to explain that to you. It's very mm. kind of... And you also don't care so much. It's not like that is that important. It's more about... Arnold Schwarzenegger being the Terminator trying to escape him and mm. uh, yeah one thing that you know the way I was saying that um, you think you've seen a film because it's so famous and uh, everyone's talked about it so much and you maybe seen it referenced in The Simpsons and stuff like that mm. so you feel like you sort of know a film before you've seen it one one thing that I always thought was that Arnold Schwarzenegger was the good guy uh, <laughs> no in the Terminator but man the reason for that is because in Terminator 2 which is which is I think even more famous than Terminator 1 and I think more yeah. more liked he is the good guy ah okay 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 that must be it yeah um, they did the old 180 on him. Ah, okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, because he became kind of a superstar after this film. And then they were like, well, we got to make him the good guy. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think he's just brilliant. Yeah. A uh, big fan. He's so good. He's big, big, big fan of him. You should definitely check out uh, Terminator 2 now that you've seen the first one. I actually think the first one's better. Yeah. Uh, the, the second one is definitely more, like, flashy and, like... Uh, it's just you can tell it just has a bit more cash pumped into it okay. but um they're both amazing like they're both so good but i like arnie as the baddie i think is is good he's rarely the baddie isn't he he's usually the goodie yeah because he, he's got that thing that maybe yeah. even my dad has as well where they're kind of like he's he's a bad guy he's a big huge kind of man with a german accent but they're kind of like there's something kind of funny about them uh because they have a funny accent <laughs> or something so it's kind of hard to take them I, there's something kind of I like it. Funny. <laughs> I like how you said uh, he's got that thing that also my dad has. Like he's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hard to take him seriously as a bad guy <laughs> you, because he's yeah yeah he's yeah. so big, but he has a funny little accent, and he's just <laughs> we need a new vehicle. Yeah, but 
D- Terminator he, Terminator 1 does, he doesn't even speak a lot does he he, just he says very few things but um, he says very few things he can do this really weird thing where he can imitate anyone because he's a robot so mm. there's like a horrible scene where yeah. she um, where she calls the Terminator but she doesn't know she's talking to the Terminator and he's just speaking mm. and he can put on any voice he wants uh, but it's really good the, the CGI graphics are bad but they're kind of like fun because they're bad and uh, yeah and like the music is real good and yeah i just thought it was really well made the tension in it is great and uh really enjoyed it the the i remember there's there's like a funny scene at the end of that isn't there where like he's he's like on fire yeah and the terminator literally looks like uh it literally looks like like clay animation oh there's so many they they do this weird (laughs) thing where they they did um very up close uh usually when you do um like a clay face or whatever, uh, or you do, what's it called again? Animatronics or something? What what's it called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, animatronics. I guess is that it. And where you kind of create the thing rather than doing a CGI version of it, you don't show it in the full shot for a very long time. But in this, they recreated Arnold Schwarzenegger's head, and then like peeled off parts of it and revealed the robot beneath. But it's so obviously just a clay fake <laughs> head, and it's like looking at itself in the mirror for ages and you're just looking at it go this is clearly a fake head yeah <laughs> it's I good remember that. it's it. not even like the right size <laughs> like his head it's like too small to be a real head it's really the, funny uh, isn't isn't it doesn't like i remember doesn't sarah connor have like a roommate who's like she's like a real like party girl or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 she gets killed yeah her she's like yeah, you can tell, like, you see her and she's talking about, like, boys and going to parties and you're like, oh, you are so dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're very aware from the get-go <laughs> that she's going to die. And her boyfriend, Yeah, uh, he's also that, doomed to die from the first two minutes. <laughs> that trope of, like, any, like, of all, like, 80s action horror films, like, girl who alludes to sex or <laughs> anything like that in any way, you are done for. Yeah, <laughs> you're mildly fun but also extremely expendable in the plot of the movie <laughs> a character yeah, created yeah. to I die <laughs> yeah literally yeah, yeah yeah have you seen predator uh yeah yeah i've seen predator yeah 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 and predator is uh, so good too yeah yeah it's very good there uh there's a whole genre of those films that i i hadn't watched until like two years ago and then i started watching them recently and uh wasn't it alien as well as kind of a bit more a bit on that kind of line and uh i just well, really enjoy them. I'm gonna just watch all movies from the '80s now. Even though Aliens a bit early. Well, Alien Two. Alien Two is directed by James Cameron as well. Really? Yeah. So Alien Two, Alien One is like a sci-fi kind of like psychological horror, and then Alien Two is like very much. You'd, I'd throw it in with like the likes of Terminator. It's like all action, okay. James Cameron money machine proper horror film it's deadly or a proper action film rather than horror it's deadly it's really good yeah he was really kind of killing it back then it's funny how he's he's known as the money machine yeah i know um, how did he how did he like get to movies. that like, like james cameron's movies are known for how you just make shit tons of yeah. money uh it's just incredible did he just was he always <laughs> that like he started his career just with money i'm not sure really mm. he just uh he just makes shit ton of money off his films. It's just uh, the amazing thing. God bless him. Um, God. But yeah, God. God bless James Cameron. Dive into the depths of the sea. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, what's the, what's the next uh, film? What is the next film? The next film is a film called You Were Never Really Here, I think it's called. I actually think in my voice recording I'm about to play, I had a similar confusion. It's a Joaquin Phoenix film. Um, came out a few years ago. It's di- Wacky Joaquin. It's directed by... Would Lynn Ramsey be the right name to say? I feel like maybe it is. Um, yeah. Is that a director? Did she direct it? We need to do... We need to have a talk about Kevin. Yeah, yeah. The Irish version of of, of uh, Kevin is Queeveen. Mm. And I saw someone's Twitter handle was called We Need to Talk About Queeveen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. I thought that film was Irish for a long time. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's a Lynn Ramsey film. It's got Joaquin Phoenix in it. It's very good. And here's what I thought about it. That was a spoiler. Here's what I thought. So I just watched You Were Never Really Here. Or You Were Never Really There. I think it's You Were Never Really Here. It's a stupid name for a film. Um, but it's a very good movie. Joaquin Phoenix movie uh, directed by Lynn Ramsey who made We Have to Talk About Kevin or whatever. Another long-winded kind of weird name for a movie. But uh, I've actually seen it before. I saw it in the cinema when it came out. But I had kind of forgotten the plot. I remembered I liked it, but... I'd kind of forgotten the plot of it, and I watched it again, and it's so good. It's a really interesting movie. It's like, it's like a, a an assassin. It's about an assassin who gets given, which is Joaquin Phoenix, who gets given a task of you know doing doing something. Well, not necessarily assassinating something, but carrying out a, a task that is requires an assassin. And um, but it's really interesting because. It, it we we were saying like there's almost no violence in it like it, it kind of alludes to it or like the camera will cut away and stuff which is really it's really different like it's like it's kind of like very psychological I guess and it really like we were saying it kind of shows you all the shots that they don't put into other you know action films or like assassin films um just like him making his way to the location where he's to carry out the job or him waiting outside before going in or him just like, you know, just, but it's like, it has a lot of like the, the assassin logistics involved, which is quite interesting. Like as Gary said, it kind of shows how mundane it actually is just a lot of like sitting in cars and waiting around and going to spend the night in hotels in random cities. Cause you have to go kill someone there. Um, it's really like I, I'm kind of making it sound really boring, but it's really interesting. And it, Joaquin Phoenix is really, really good in it. And I, I feel like it's a film where I really notice that there's a lot of attention put on how things are shot. And as I said, the way they kind of don't show people getting killed, they kind of do. But sometimes the way that the camera moves or the way the camera is kind of discreet about showing it is really interesting. Um, like the angles they choose or whatever is, is like, it feels like every shot was really like thought out. And that's a film where that was kind of more apparent than others I've watched. Um, yeah, it was really good. I really was glad I watched it again and I'd really recommend you checking it out. Joaquin Phoenix is very good. Um, it actually has some kind of storyline uh, similarities to Joker. He lives in New York with his mom, who's very old. Um, that's actually pretty much it, but that's it. I go, yeah, whatever. It sounds really good. It's so good. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite dark. Like it's really, um, like I guess you, you see all these assassin or hitman films, and 
um, you know, these these cold-blooded killers. I'm trying to think of an example of like I don't know, fucking Leon the Professional mm-hmm. or or whatever. But well, actually, maybe that was a bad example. But you never really see people who um, are really suffering as a result of you know suffering their, from their mental health as yeah. a result of the the nature of what mm-hmm. they do. Which obviously, it's not a very nice job to mm-hmm. to do. Like just kill people for a living, and. Um, this really focuses on him as a character and the story is is there and the story is interesting and there is action and stuff yeah. but it's very much just like more about him just how he goes about what he does and what he kind of does when he's not working and yeah. stuff, which is just an angle that you i've never yeah, really yeah. seen before i love that i really love the idea of taking yeah. this this trope which is like the assassin which is so it's so used in film all the time like you know Mr. and Mrs. Mm. Smith where they just make it look like the most glamorous fucking thing in the world uh, it's like yeah, it's amazing. you just like drive <laughs> into the desert you get a plane and then you just take one shot bang done let's go uh, and it's like or I watched the TV mm. show Killing Eve and she just like kills people with absolute ease and makes it look really fun um, when in reality it's probably mm. so much logistical work <laughs> yeah and then like the tax on your soul of having to kill people Mm, yeah like a lot of this is just him like just sitting in cars outside houses or him like checking into new cities and just sitting in his hotel and like there's one bit which i thought was really cool where he has to go into a house and it was just like him like sneaking into the house and there's just shots of him like creeping through the garden and stuff but like just stuff that they don't just shots that you you normally just you don't even think about it, you know? You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never in a film, like, when, when, uh, when someone shows up like that, you never think, like, how did they actually get there? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did they arrive at, at this They place? always do but, that classic reveal shot where it's like they're right behind you. Uh. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're never like, how the fuck did he actually sneak into my gaff? Like, whereas this, this kind of shows that more. And, um, um, oh, the, I know that the last film I spoke about, I said the soundtrack was, like, really terrible. This one... The soundtrack is so good. It's produced by uh, the guitar player from Radiohead, whose name I can't remember. Oh, Johnny... John... Johnny... Johnny, something? yeah. Johnny. Johnny... Johnny Walker, <laughs> I think. Well, he... Um, no. <laughs> but he he made it, and we when we watched it, we watched it on Netflix, but Gary's roommate has this really nice Bag and Olufsen speaker. And the music just saying it's so... Johnny Greenwood. Greenwood, that's it. Johnny Greenbook, Oscar winner. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid joke. The, uh, but yeah, soundtrack, amazing. Shots, really good. Also, another thing it has going for it is, if I remember correctly, I think it's only an hour and a half long, which is the... Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. We love that. Um, 90 minute film. Do you know what I saw a list of online? Uh, this is a little off topic, but... I saw a list online Please. of um, films. It's it's like we love films that can come in and out uh, in an hour and 30. But now that we're all locked inside our houses, here's, here are some of the best films over two and a half hours long for you to enjoy. And I was like, what? Oh my God. What kind of dumbass list is this? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants no one wants that. that. No one wants that list. <laughs> the only time no. I ever see a film over two and a half hours, I just go oh fuck it's just a feeling of you, they've just made a list of films that i'm going to intentionally avoid um it's very yeah <laughs> um have, have you ever seen um have you seen cloud atlas no god no 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 it looked too confusing gary 
Gary like loves Cloud Atlas and he was trying to convince me to watch it yesterday and he was accusing me of, of judging a book by its cover, which to be fair, I, I kind of am. Just the idea of Halle Berry and Tom Hanks in like a confusing sci-fi fantasy, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. I was like, no fucking thanks. But then the, the real uh, nail in the coffin was um, it's fucking two hours, 53 minutes long. Like <laughs> nine. No way. <laughs> Um, I also loved like, your your your. Uh, we simply must talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> the slightly it's wrong imperative that we talk about Kevin. <laughs> what was it you said? <laughs> the director of we have to talk about Kevin. <laughs> Man, what is it called? We need to talk about Kevin. Just changing the modal right. verb. It's just <laughs> I really love the idea of changing the title of a movie very slightly. <laughs> That's it. What what other films did this person like? Because she has we fucking we must talk about Kevin, and she has you were never really here. What else are her films called? I d- we, you were never really there. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, they're all just like sentences. Um, yeah, nah, they're good. I like those you. titles. Right. I like those titles. You were never nah, really here. I don't. No, it's uh, it's similar. Um. Joaquin Phoenix had three films that had very kind of similar vibe titles. Like there was the ones that he made that were actually kind of documentary or they blended the line of documentary. Um, like I'm not here or something like that. I was never really here. Mm-hmm. When he when he went on that weird, that, uh, when he grew the beard and said he was he going. he was like here. a rapper? Yeah, yeah. I'm still here. Uh. I'm still here. And then he did uh, You Were Never Really Here. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they're pretty similar titles. I always thought they were linked, but they're not at all. When, uh, actually, one of my friends was making fun of, of me, potentially us, but I think primarily me, for when we were reviewing Joker, um, for saying, for how I say Joaquin Phoenix. He's like, I, he's like saying that I really say like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, you do. He's you like, say, you give it a real whack. It's walking. Whack. You say whack. Whack-a-mole. It's wacky whacking. Why didn't you tell me about this? I like Why how you say that. That's because when you said it earlier, you were like Joaquin, and I said wacky Joaquin, because um, he's a little wacky. What? How do you say it? Joaquin, like uh, you know the way uh, uh, Asian people cook their noodles in a what do they cook it in a a walk a walking Phoenix. Yeah. Jesus, man, <laughs> you scared me with that. I didn't know what you were gonna say there. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Most sentences that start with "you know the way Asian people," talk, that's all, like, what are you gonna say, man? <laughs> nope. nope. Uh, uh, anyway, no. Can't wait to look for that. Look, watch that film. Man, it's on Netflix too. So hey, check it out. Okay, so the last film that we're gonna cover is a sort of an introduction to the segment we're gonna be doing after it, which is uh, films self isolation recommendations. Uh, which is films that Aye. we're going to recommend that you watch during your self-isolation period. Um, and <clears throat> this is a film that I watched just a couple of nights ago. It's one that I've seen before, but I thought I'd revisit. And um, it's called Castaway with Tom Hanks. Who has corona. Who has got the coronavirus, which is actually kind of why I watched it. Anyway, here we go. Hey, just watched Castaway by Robert Zemeckis with Tom Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks, who unfortunately has COVID-19, but recently uh, just got out of hospital. So good news there. It's a really, really nice film. I really enjoyed it. It's a good one for being cooped up in your house and being sort of on your own. Self-isolation 
it's almost the ultimate self-isolation movie. It's about Tom Hanks, who works for FedEx, and um, he is in a plane crash, and he ends up stranded on an island. So a bit of a Robinson Crusoe kind of thing, but with a FedEx twist. And um, I found the cinematography surprisingly really nice. I found the, uh, the acting was really good. The storyline was nice. It's really cool to see how he kind of figures out how to live on the island. And then you have also the psychological element of being on your own and being in self-isolation. He starts talking to like himself and then he starts creating friends out of like rubbish and stuff that floats on the shore. <clears throat> Everyone's seen Castaway, but uh, it's good to re-watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, definitely watch it. Because there's a lot in it that is really nice and uh, it's kind of heartwarming and then the end is good. The very final scene is a little cheesy and a little on the nose, but overall really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it's uh, one of my top isolation, self-isolation films of the mm. week. There you go. Um, there you nice. Go. Never seen it. You've never seen Castaway? Nee, never. Ah, you should see that film. Nee, it's a good I, film. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no scottish connection in this film just so as I'm everyone knows going to, i'm not going to i'm not going to watch it <laughs> <laughs> is that good you need to watch the film what is i'm going to try to do my schwarzenegger you must watch the film you have you have to watch the film it's a very good film mark you must you must watch the fi- the film <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you you have to eat your vegetables and you need to watch the film yeah it's not bad you know he's a vegan now yeah fair play he's looking for so you need to eat your vegetables and then you and then you watch Come the here, film wait are you uh are you still vegan are you told me you got a pizza last night i did yeah yeah so i broke uh no no we got a vegan pizza uh but i've broken a good bit uh over the last week because of isolation but generally yeah i am still going with the vegan thing Jesus. but uh i had uh, because of isolation what is that uh i was in isolation at my parents house and they only have butter and milk they have nothing else Th- that's all they have in the house that's all <laughs> were you just making butter and milk shakes <laughs> shots shots of uh, butter with uh, no shots of milk with uh, melted butter on top uh, that was all i was a con- butter chaser <laughs> Hey, with the film. Jesus, Let's talk about man. the film. Um, <laughs> man, I can't believe you. Ah, no, no, no. I'm back on it. I'm back on it. It was a very... I've eaten a lot. Like, you, what was on your pizza? Uh, it was nice. They had like a cashew thing. And then uh, there was also another pizza uh, which had four different types of cheese on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean... No, no. I mean... You fucker. No, no. I mean, look, I had one or two little errors, but generally I'm still back on the bus. I, I don't... Oh, I had to. I had to. It's it's it, Mark. I've, it's weird times. I've lost my job. No, I'm not allowed to leave my house. I accidentally ate a little bit of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never even had a job, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not allowed to leave my house. It's Cornflake City. Um. All right. Anyway, sorry. What does Tom Hanks eat on the island? Well. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I was actually going to compare it a little bit to the film that you just watched in that the thing that's kind of really fun about it is the details of him trying to live on the island and trying to survive. Like he opens up all these Mm. packages which wash up on the shore um, and there's things in it that like, like there's a dress and the dress has like this netting 
uh, you know, the way dresses will have that, like a fluffy netting at the bottom. And he uses that as a fishing net and he catches like some minnows and he eats them. Mm. And it looks disgusting when he eats it. He also gets two ice skates and uh, he turns the ice skates into like knives because they're sharp. So he uses them for those reasons. And it's kind of cool seeing someone do that. Um, Yeah, clever. Same thing. Some things that were. Yeah, as I said, the cinematography in it was really nice. It was really good. Um, Mm. Really well done to make him feel really lonely. And like there's a lot of scenes of him cutting himself or getting cut. Uh, Maybe one too many scenes of him getting cut. He gets cut like five times or something and he screams really and then every single cut just becomes like this really gangrenous kind of horrible infection Mm. wound um and then like you're kind of like ah man stop cutting him like it's becoming a bit of trope but overall really good film it's just um and uh it's just him like accidentally cutting himself yeah like like, he's trying to make fire and then like uh, and he's trying to make fire so he's rubbing a stick but then like his hand slips and he just cuts Mm. himself off the stick or he's walking in the sea and he just stamps on some coral and he uh, just like gets a gash on his foot. He's just constantly cutting oh, himself. Very sharp coral. <laughs> but um, oh dear. you probably would though, to be fair. Yeah. And then uh, one thing I was just looking at, like Robert Zemeckis made this film, and I was like, I've seen it. I know he did Forrest Gump as well, and I was like, they're two really big films to have made, both with Tom Hanks. And uh, and I was like looking through his, his his filmography, and he's made fucking some really good stuff. Like he's made a yeah. He made the Polar Express. He made all three Back to the Futures. Um, he made oh wow yeah he's like made and then he's made both of those films, which are two really big ones. So he's actually I might try check out some of his other films because uh, I feel like that's mm. a really good kind of filmography. They're also like some of the most famous films ever. Like yeah. Forrest Gump is so famous. Yeah, yeah. And it that's mental cuz I've never heard of that guy's name until you just told me. Yeah, he's um he's kind of well known in in Hollywood, but I don't think he's really like a celebrity director. You know the way some people are celebrity directors because his films are kind of Yeah. There's not a lot of personality in them. They're, they're kind of just like really nice escapist films, but they're not like you you know, they're just sort of big escapist films. They're not really like from one director or something like that um, th- there's no sim- similarities yeah. really so it's like I don't know and maybe just someone will be a big but famous like, man like, but like Steven Spielberg I wouldn't say well there is kindness but like he's very famous and you know like Back to the Future is probably as famous as like a lot of Steven Spielberg films yeah I guess like and Forrest Gump too I guess like um, there's also the fact that uh People probably think that all of Robert Zemeckis' films are directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, yeah, <laughs> so like people probably just think that he, Steven Spielberg, directed most of his movies because they're all films that c- yeah. couldn't be directed by Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, true. Everyone just assumes yeah, that Forrest I, Gump I was made by Spielberg. The, yeah, like Forrest Gump, I'd never. Uh, it's weird how some. Well, I don't know, but like. It, I'd never be like, who directed Forrest Gump? Yeah. Like, it's just not something that you care about, no, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> like, not at all. Why is that? What is it about a film that makes you want to know who directed it? I think when the film has a certain style and then you say, oh, I want to know who made that so as I can see more films that are like that. Like, uh, mm-hmm. for example, Christopher Nolan, like he has the, the sort of the certain types of plots which are really uh, kind of detailed and... Uh, complex you might say so people go oh I like that I want to watch something more like that so they'll look at the film director and then try watch more films like that 
or Tarantino. But like yeah. Forrest Gump is much loved, no? Yeah, but I don't think the it don't think it feels like it's any different from like other kind of films really. Like uh it's just sort of a sensational like heartwarming uh drama about this guy. I I mean he is very famous. We're not like Robert Zemeckis isn't not famous. He's super famous, but uh <laughs> but like he's just not like uh I don't know, it's not like oh, I can't wait to see the next Zemeckis. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zemeckis just appears on the screen and you're like, "Oh, sold." <laughs> oh, look at him. He looks like a he looks just like just like a just a normal man, doesn't he? Yeah, maybe he just is just like a normal guy who makes movies and it's his job. Um, you can really imagine him just like, I don't know, in in the queue at the bank or something. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I'm Rob. God, Matt. <laughs> I'm Rob and this is my friend Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, um, did you see that thing? Have you ever eaten Marmite? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. You all, everyone has to eat it to decide whether they like it or hate it. I actually like it, Ugh. but it's uh, it's extremely strong. Like the taste of it is very, it's so salty. Like, yeah, like you can only have a very little amount of it. And did you see like Tom Hanks put up a, a photo of like a plate with two slices of toast, and like the toast was like layered thick with marmite, <laughs> and all the comments were just like fucking hell. Like, that is a heroic <laughs> amount of marmite on that toast. Like, like I don't know, like. That's not going to make him any better eating like fucking c- condensed fucking salt spread Ugh, and toast. Like, it's so Jesus. sick. Um, it, it's nice. It's funny that the Tom Jeez. Hanks story has been kind of amongst all the, I don't know about like celebrities getting coronavirus is a weird brand of news story at the moment. But Tom Hanks is, seems to be someone that we all just genuinely care about. And, uh, yeah. and like he's just so nice and lovely. Did you see when like all the Me Too stuff was happening? There was that, that fake article that said... Uh, 53 women in Hollywood come out to say that Tom Hanks is actually genuinely a very nice guy, um, which was really <laughs> funny. And um, and That's like good. you just want, you know, you just want him to be okay all the time. And then when it turned out that he got mm. it, but then when it turned out he came out of hospital, I was really happy. Um, yeah, no, it's I'd be sad. Although his movies of late haven't really excited me very much. I also thought that that movie he made called like Good Morning Mr. fucking Wilson yeah. or whatever it was called. What was that called? Um, I thought that looked really Will you be sick my neighbor? And weird. That film looked fucking dark and fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? It's about this famous like, um it to have n- uh, it's about this famous uh, TV personality in America who was just really nice and maybe has a similar celebrity status to Tom Hanks in which everyone, he's just kind of really nice and good. But uh, this journalist is coming to There's see... There's no if, conflict. Well, there is because this journalist is writing a story on him and he's trying to dig the dirt and he's, he's trying to find like... He's like, this uh, guy... There's no way this guy is that nice and uh, we need to... I need to find the dirt on him. But I think the story is about how there is genuinely no dirt on this man. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> Everyone thought he was the nicest man ever. And it <laughs> turned out he was. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a film I'll be watching. I might watch all. it. I might watch um, it. What is, what is the, the ball in... in uh, Wilson. Called? Wilson. Wilson! Ah. Uh, and that's just a little football he finds, and he uh, yeah. Well, he it comes from one of the scenes where he cuts himself. He cuts his hand, and then he picks up the ball, ah. and then he throws it to get mm. away. But then his bloody hand makes the print of a face, and then he makes friends with the ball, 
and uh, it's really touching. Oh. It's really touching. And then, um, nice. and then like uh, someone, I think Anna was telling me that uh, making a friend while you're on your own is actually a hugely important part of survival. So, uh, oh really? Apparently, like what he did in creating a f- uh, an imaginary friend was really key to keeping sane on a place like that. So there you go. Do you think I need to? Do you think we need to try and get imaginary friends? during uh isolation uh, well I, I i live with my girlfriend and uh, my friend so i'm i think i'm okay i live with my parents but i could probably do with an, an, an additional friend as well <laughs> uh well you what do you have those dogs i fucking hate those dogs <laughs> <laughs> i hate those dogs for the next episode i'll get your recording of those stupid dogs barking <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, we have this section called Isolation Recommendation mm. um, in which we recommend films to each other uh, which are good. Or no, we're not to each other. Sorry, we're recommending these films to you, the listener, right now. Uh, to each other. Um, or to each other. I'm open to... I don't know what you're going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, but also to everyone. Okay, yeah, no. All right, <laughs> so the first film I want to recommend is called Moon, which is by Duncan Jones, the son of David Bowie. His, his, I think his birth name is Zoe Bowie, but he changed it to Duncan Jones because... Zoe Bowie is a very mm. stupid name. Um, thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's film, which I think is good for self-isolation because you have this individual who is on the moon and he lives by mm. himself. And he's stuck on the moon and uh, he starts to realize that the situation that he's living in is a little odd because he's taking care of the lunar module or something like that. And he starts to notice things and things go a little astray. And it's a really, it's a really mm. fun little film. Uh, I really recommend watching moon is good one thing i would also Um, say about moon is do not watch the trailer because i've never seen a worse example of a of a a essential spoiler of a movie being revealed in the trailer than with that movie yeah yeah do not watch the trailer for moon it it ruins an integral reveal in the film which uh yeah just basically you're just like why the hell would you put that in the trailer so do not watch uh do not watch the trailer, mm. just watch the movie. Shall I go? You shall. I would recommend um, a film called It Mostly Comes at Night. Mostly? No, it's actually just called It Comes at Night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an Alien 2 joke, by the way. It's an A24 movie. Came out a few years ago. I watched it. It's about these people. It's got the guy from Girls in it. I don't know his name. Anyway, it's a show about like, or it's it's a it's a movie about these people, and it's trapped in a ha- They're trapped in a house, um, and there's some kind of epidemic or pandemic or something going on, and you don't really know what's going on. You just kind of know they don't even know themselves, but they can't go outside for fear of something, and then they have to go in these runs to to other places and okay. they encounter other people, and everyone's really scared. And it's a really it's a horror film, but it's really it's a really interesting take on things because you kind of don't really know if it's zombies they're scared of a disease uh what you just know something bad is outdoors and it comes at night hence the name of the film and uh it's i like it a lot because i feel like in a case where there was a complete pandemic and um you know all the news and stuff had had shut down or tvs didn't work yeah. anymore you wouldn't really know what the hell was going on anymore and you the viewer don't know what's going on but equally the characters in the film are like i don't know what the fuck's going on but it's not good 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's an interesting thing. Perhaps not not the most uplifting at this time, but yeah. it's an interesting movie to watch. Very isolation centric. Very ooh, panic. What's going on? Um, okay, another one I was gonna recommend. Yeah, it's called uh, the Truman Show, or <laughs> mm. or the Truman Program. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really good with Tom Hanks, and I don't know if it's self isolation because he's surrounded in people, but. Again, Truman is stuck inside somewhere and he has his own life and he's kind of going a bit mad. And I think everyone's going a little bit mad at the moment, being stuck inside. And uh, and I think that's a good one to watch. Yeah, you're, you're definitely going. I think you're going mad. <laughs> I have complete. I've gone completely mad. <laughs> you just said that uh, <laughs> you said the Truman Show starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> Did I? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh it's all films i'm trying to watch as many films with tom hanks at the moment um big big is good uh what's another one you could watch forrest gump actually i would recommend watching forrest gump again um anyway do you have another one you can recommend another self-isolation recommendation yeah red turtle a, f- a film we watched before it actually has no speaking in it at all i think it's a studio ghibli film um about a guy who gets it's actually similar to castaway nearly animated though gets washed up on an island there's no talking it's a cartoon it looks really nice um and it's just him kind of going around having nice kind of cute cute anime-esque kind of times on the island and and then some stuff happens and then it gets really really heart-wrenchingly sad so be be aware but it's one of those ones where i was like god that was so sad it was horrible but i think i'm quite mm. sensitive to these things and other people were like no it was so beautiful it was so uh. i was like no it was actually fucking really sad but i think overall it's considered to be a very good film and overall okay, I okay. Like it, but just <clears throat> be aware if you're feeling a bit i think people are getting a bit like emotional and sensitive um yeah e- emer what emer did you see that video of the planes uh the italian planes flying along and they shoot out the 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 smoke that's colored like the italian flag no i didn't see that it's just like an air show and they they flew you know the way they do that and they let the smoke come out okay and, okay. and it looked like the italian flag and emer watched it and it made her start crying and i was like man if you're crying at these like if you're crying <laughs> at an air show it's <laughs> it's a dodgy time um, um also yeah. also i am legend good one you know yeah yeah that's a really good one for self-isolation are there any films of like are there are there any movies where where it's like it's it's um everyone's everyone's disappeared and there's just a few people left on earth but it's actually fucking class and everyone's having a deadly time i want to make that movie where they're like what uh, fucking sweet hotel we sleep in tonight there's no one oh, in new york yeah. it's all good yeah 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 you know I, mean? I do what i want let's go kind of thing. bowling let's go fucking watch yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. and they're like you know and they're just fucking mm. having the best time ever i suppose that's just what it's like being a, a billionaire yeah yeah maybe just watch a movie about a billionaire um it's just simulating billionaires basically just live in a world as if there the, there's no one else there but what's weird is that they don't seem to do that like you don't see billionaires just walking around having loads of fun like they actually just work jobs and uh stay in really mm. like fancy hotels that don't look that comfortable at all um mm. ah no i'd say they are comfortable yeah yeah no actually they probably are really comfortable <laughs> <laughs> i'd say they're so nice I can't. When I'm a billionaire, I'm going to be fucking living it up so nicely. It's going to be fucking beyond meat burgers every night. I mean, how long do you think it'll take for this this podcast <laughs> to bring us to a billion dollars in revenue? 
Um, I mean, that we've had some sponsors in touch already. Yeah. Um, and they're offering large sums. Yeah. Really large sums. Well, I'd be, I'd be open to any other offers. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, we are considering mm-hmm. offers now. Yeah, we're considering any offers uh, whatsoever for funding. Mm-hmm. Any type of funding, be it material, be it Anything. Um, cash, uh, only digital cash at the moment. Buy us a pint. Buy us a pint, but, um, but like no physical contact. Send us a pizza. Send vegan pizza, vegan. that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I thought that maybe to play us out, um, a little spe- special treat here, um, to play us out and uh, we can talk over this. Uh, we, we will play a recording of, I don't know how old Mark is in this uh, recording, but it's a recording of Mark Byrne playing uh, some Metallica hits. And we're going we're gonna to p- put this underneath and then, uh, Mark, you can do the outro. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, everybody. And uh, you can follow us at MK Ultrafilm on Instagram. If you want to send us an email? It's mkultrafilm at gmail dot um, Keep watching movies. Keep washing your hands. If you have any contagion-related or self-isolation-related films that we should watch, send them on. Any reviews of films? Actually, I don't know if the song we're playing is going to go on this long. One of my friends recently was like, hey, when am I going to get asked to send in a voice recording? And I was like, we don't fucking ask. People yeah. just send them. Our inboxes yeah. are flooded. If you want to get, maybe do all caps, um, subject and email, send them in. We'll gladly play them, guys. And uh, yeah, stay clean. We're going to do another episode pretty soon, too. Next week. Next week. So, see you then. Cheers. Cheers.